Yo, what's going on, everybody? We are back with another rendition of the Sean's Trade Machine Thursday. And so I missed a week, but it was because we had a hurricane go through where the boys and I live. And so didn't have internet, didn't have power, so couldn't record. So this week, we're going to have a few trades. I have, I think, five. We're going to have four or five today. Um, not as great as the ones last week, but I try to put some together. A lot of these are like, um, what, are, what, is, what do I want to call it? It's like draft trades, like draft day trades, like before the draft trades, because most of them include picks. And so to get it started off, we're going to go to Philly and Minnesota. So we're going to start off with Philly shipping out Ben Simmons to Minnesota for the number one overall pick, James Johnson, Josh Okoji, and Jarrett Culver. So what this ensues is obviously Ben Simmons was the first overall pick back in 2016. So four years later, they're moving on, trying to get a new number one pick. So with that number one pick, they get the number six overall pick from last year. Plus they get Josh Koji, who's a pretty good defensive role player. Can't really shoot. Actually, really none of the guys that they're receiving in the trade can shoot. But if you're wanting to get assets and everything for them, this might be the best offer you can get. So why Minnesota does this is you get a surefire all-star, all-NBA player in Ben Simmons that you can pair with uh, D'Angelo Russell and Carl Anthony Towns. I think that would be an amazing fit for them. You'd put him as that secondary ball handler with D'Angelo Russell. And then, I mean, Cat still handles the ball a little bit. But that I think that would be an amazing fit. You could put him at the four. Defensive-minded presence on the court. He can guard the perimeter. He can guard inside and make up for what everyone thinks is going to be probably the worst offensive team or worst defensive team in the league. And with Carl Anthony Towns and D'Angelo Russell, plus whoever else they have around them, that's going to be a very spaced out floor, which is something that you see obviously in Milwaukee where they're not doing great when they lose in the second round, but I mean, it works in the regular season. And then you have two other all-stars in, on this team. So you have, you basically have three all-stars all under the age of 25 and who wouldn't want that. So I'm going to give this the likelihood of it happening, probably three or four out of 10, but I think this works out well for both teams. If one team was to say, no, it would probably be Philly, but it all does depend on who they get as their next coach. Now, if they get somebody like Mike D'Antoni, I wouldn't be surprised if Ben Simmons or Joel Embiid is moved. But Elton Brand, their GM, does say that both of them are untouchable. I think whoever ends up becoming the coach is who's going to have the last say in this. And we might see Elton Brand without a job by next summer. So on to the next one. We have basically a pick swap kind of thing. So we're going to go New York and Golden State. Obviously, New York has dropped in the lottery both years that they've been horrible. They missed out on Zion Williamson and John Morant last year, ended up with R.J. Barrett. And then this year, 
they went from having the fifth or sixth best odds to falling to number eight. So what they're doing is they're trading number eight, number 27, a Mavs 2021 first round pick and Frank Nilakina to the Golden State Warriors for the number two overall pick to presumably pick LaMelo Ball. Now, Knicks, they would get their big name star that they've been wanting for years. Obviously, Zion. They thought they were going to get Kyrie KD. So they're getting LaMelo. He's probably the biggest name coming into this draft this year. So, and I I feel like they're not giving up a ton in this. I mean, yeah, you lose the number eight pick, but you get number two. Number 27, you'll get maybe a role player, but with how the Knicks draft, probably not. You get the Mavs 2021 first rounder, which is going to be in the 20s, mid to late, probably. And then you get Frank Nelikina, who's an amazing defender, who I think the Warriors would definitely keep around. But actually, I could see him going in and being um, like a – like that Sean Livingston role that he played the past couple of years when he was there in their championship runs. But I think this is a pretty even trade. Golden State gets a lot out of the number two pick for tanking this year. And then New York gets their star that they've been wanting. Next one. Oh, sorry. Likelihood of that happening. Probably. I mean, you do these trade proposals None of them have a great likelihood of happening unless you've heard rumblings around the league, which none of these have. I'm just making whatever picks I or whatever trades I can just to get you guys content out there. I do like this trade a lot, though. I think it would work out well for both sides, and this could probably be the parameters around a deal that they would make. So going on to the next one, we have Detroit continuing their rebuild. Boston using their assets to trade up and get somebody that they like. So Detroit trades out number seven to Boston for number 14, number 26, and number 30 in this draft. So why Boston does it? Moves up to add a second-tier player in the draft. You know, obviously the first-tier players are James Wiseman, LaMelo, Anthony Edwards. And then you have that, like, second-tier after that with Okongwu, Denny Abdia, uh, Killian Hayes. And um, who else? There's one other guy I'm trying to think. Tyrese Halliburton. And that's who I would picture them getting with this pick unless they get Onyeka Okongwu, which I doubt he falls to number seven. But if he did, that'd be an amazing get for them. And why Detroit does this, they only move down seven spots, but then they pick up two other first. Their roster, they probably only have one, maybe two guys that they're going to keep for the future. And that would include Sekou Dumboya and then maybe one of Luke Kennard or Sviatov Mikhailuk. This adds in three players that they can put on the roster, test out. Maybe they hit one or two. Who knows? But this is a good gamble in my eyes for them because – like I said, you only move down seven picks, but you pick up two other, albeit late first, but two first-round picks in a draft where these are basically all going to be role players. I don't see any superstars. There might be a few stars, but 
this reminds me of like a 2013 draft where obviously Rudy Gobert went number 27 overall and Giannis went number 15. They have number 14 and 26 according to this trade. They could pick up some nice players. But one other thing that I say on Boston's side, they don't have enough roster spots to add three picks. They wouldn't be able to sign all three of them. And with Taco Fall coming off of his two-way deal, there I assume that they would add him to the roster next year just because he's a loved guy, makes Boston more of a favored team, and you could sell more tickets with it. I mean, why not? You can still send him down to the G League, but he would have to have a roster spot. So why I think this would be – or why I think this would go through – is because, like those, like I said, Boston moves up, consolidates their assets into a higher pick, and then Detroit can add spots around their rebuild. Likelihood of this happening? I'd say this has a very good chance of happening because I have heard around the league that, not me just throwing out sources or anything, but I have heard that Detroit is okay with moving down and Boston has always wanted to consolidate their assets. So... I think this has a high likelihood of happening, probably seven, eight, maybe. And the I'd give both teams an A, A plus, depending on who they draft, obviously. With I'd I'd probably give them both an A or A plus if they draft well with those picks. But next one I want to go on to. So I made this one up, and my buddy is a Pelicans fan, so I talked to him about it. He said I wouldn't love it because he's not getting enough out of Drew Holiday, but I'll just I'll give the trade first and then I'll give my thoughts on it. So the Pelicans would be trading away Drew Holiday to Atlanta for Kevin Herter, Dwayne Dedman, a twenty twenty three first round top first round pick, top three protected from Atlanta, and then twenty twenty one second rounder from Miami via Atlanta. So why Atlanta does this, they get a lockdown former all-star to pair with Trey Young, opens up playing time for top pick this year or Cam Reddish. Um, Why can't I think of his name? The fourth pick from this draft. I can literally picture him in my mind. It's not John Collins, obviously. It is... From Virginia. DeAndre Hunter. Come on. Come on, Sean. You know this. Uh, So, yeah, Atlanta gets their lockdown all-star to pair next to Trey Young, which would be a perfect fit. Secondary ball handler can push Trey off the ball sometimes. And lock down defensively. I think this would be a great pickup for Atlanta. But why New Orleans does this? They get an intriguing young guy a young wing who got Clay Thompson comparisons coming out of the draft and Kevin Herter. They get a stretch five who could open the floor for Brandon Ingram and Zion. He's a flippable asset in Dwayne Dedman that who knows, it could work out well with him playing the five, but who knows plus assets in the Atlanta first rounder and Miami second rounder Atlanta state still might not be good at that time. Plus, Drew Holiday's can be a free agent in 2021, which is why I'm trading him from New Orleans right now. 
I think you don't want a 30-plus-year-old on the team with Zion and Brandon Ingram because you don't know what his production is going to be. You don't know if he's going to break down. But I, in my opinion, New Orleans cannot make the same, same mistakes that they did with Anthony Davis. You have Zion, who is an all-world talent, and then Brandon Ingram, who was a second overall pick, for crying out loud. I mean, he was behind Ben Simmons, who's another player getting traded in this list. He might be the best player right now from that draft. So you try to build as best you can around them. You get the young guys. You get the you, – you just build – up you don't want to be competing against lebron right now i mean you can but you you're not good enough to compete against lebron when the warriors do come back against the nets against the mavericks even the clippers i who knows what happens to them this offseason but you you don't want to try to compete against them right now you build your young core get them accustomed to playing together build it up like the warriors did if you do that, you can become a perennial contender. You're going to be competing against the Grizzlies, the Mavericks, maybe the Thunder, maybe the Suns, whoever else comes up at the same time you do. But you don't want to throw it away and try to bring in all these old guys or keep the old guys like you did with Anthony Davis and ruin it. At the end of the day, that's what you would be doing. And – I think this would be the prime opportunity to get out of him and do right by him because you're sending him to a team in the East, which is always a good thing for players like Drew Holiday. He's going back to the East where he was an all-star back in 2012. He didn't, he didn't play up to the all-star level that the Pelicans thought they were getting, but they only gave up Nerlens Noel for him, the number six pick in the 2013 draft. So getting Kevin Herter, Dwayne Dedman, a top three protected first and a second rounder, which probably won't be good, but you could use those in a trade to get, say, a Bradley Beal if you do want to compete. If you want to do what I just said don't do, then you can trade for a Bradley Beal or another disgruntled star like C.J. McCollum. Who knows? But you have more assets to pair along with the Lakers picks. You can salary match. You can do whatever you have to. But this puts them in a good spot to do either or. Now, last trade I want to do, I can't do it without – I can't do a podcast without throwing in a Thunder trade. So we're going to throw Chris Paul to Chicago. Obviously, Billy Donovan just signed there, signed a four-year deal with $24 million over the four years, so $6 million-ish a year, which is a million more than he got when he coached the Thunder. When he signed with the Thunder, he got a five-year, $30 million deal. So going down a year, but only subtracting $6 million. So, I mean, he did out pretty well. Wait, I don't know if I just did that math correctly. I don't think I did. He's making about the same. <laughs> Anyways, um, send in CP3 over to Chicago to pair with Billy Donovan and the young guys that they have. So Chicago gets Chris Paul. Oklahoma City receives Otto Porter, 
Lori Markkinen, Cristiano Felicio, a 2021 and a 2024 second round pick. Now, is this the best that the Thunder can get for Chris Paul? It might be. Lori Markkinen was a uh, number seven overall pick back in 2017. Maybe 2016. No, 2017. 2017. Um, he was the number seven overall pick. He had a great rookie year. Had a couple down years the past few years. But he's been injured. Who knows what he could be coming over to Oklahoma City. In this trade, Otto Porter was definitely going to pick up that player option. $28 million over the last year. You're not going to give that up. It doesn't matter. Especially with injury concerns like he has. Would you rather make $28 million or maybe $28 million over four years? Who knows? I do. I'm taking $28 million in a year over $28 million over four. Plus, you have to take on Cristiano Felicia's contract. So you're getting the asset in Lori Markkinen. Could pair well with the Thunder, might not. Who knows? It's just another guy to throw in with their rebuilding core, obviously, when they lose Chris Paul. See what he has. Could be the next Dark Nowitzki. Could be the next Dragon Bender. Who knows? It's just somebody that you can throw in the mix, have fun for a couple years, maybe trade him. But the only problem is you have to pay him after this season because he will be at the end of his rookie contract. Plus, you get two second-round picks. I mean, why not? If this is the best trade you can get, then do it. You don't want to spend another year trying to fight for a playoff spot. You're not. You're going to have to be fighting against adding the Warriors. Trailblazers are still going to be trying super hard unless they start rebuilding. The Pelicans are going to want to make the playoffs. The Suns, after going 8-0 in the bubble, are going to want to make the playoffs. It's You want to start trying to rebuild right now. Next year, the West is going to have 15 teams that think they can make the playoffs if everybody stays the same as they are right now, plus adding in draft picks. Do you want to fight against all that, or do you just want to – I say take the easy way out, but you're just – you're doing the right thing, especially with the 2021 draft as loaded as it is. You would want to do that, in my opinion, obviously. But – why Chicago would do this is they want to compete now. They feel like they've done the retooling that they need, the rebuilding that they need. So now they're just revamping and getting a veteran leader in there, getting a good coach. This, this is the first coach with NBA experience that the Bulls have hired since Scott Skiles in the early 2000s. If that doesn't blow your mind, then I don't know what to tell you. I mean, obviously, Tom Thibodeau was a great coach back in the day, but he didn't have head coaching experience in the NBA before that. So, adding in Billy Donovan and Chris Paul signal, or adding in Billy Donovan probably signals that they want to compete for a playoff spot next year. They did say that they wanted to compete this past season, and obviously, that did not work out well for them. But they did end up with the number four overall pick. So adding that in with Zach Levine, Kobe White, Wendell Carter Jr., and then maybe Chris Paul, you'd be – I think you'd be destined for fighting for that eight spot. Who knows? Chris Paul turned the Thunder from a 0.2% chance to make the playoffs to the number five overall seed in the West. I mean, tied for the number four. They went to seven games – a play away from beating the Rockets. 
Chris Paul can change a team. Now, is he going to have the injuries like he has in the past, or is he going to have a healthy season like he did with the Thunder? He did change over to that plant-based diet, so who knows? I do think this would work out well for both sides, assuming no injuries, but if the Thunder make this trade, I'll be all in for it. Everybody knows I'm a Thunder fan. I'm ready to rebuild. I'm ready to watch the young guys play a ton, see what we can get in these drafts, see if we can get Cade Cunningham. That'd be amazing. But um, if you guys have any trades, if you guys like the trades I did, comment, hit me up on Twitter, hit up the podcast link on Twitter, go listen to all our other podcasts. It's been great. Love you guys. Peace.